You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. What's good in the hood? We got fights tonight. It's Saturday night. Welcome back into Tapped Out. However you're listening or watching, even better on the BetQL Network, twitch.tv backslash BetQL on the Odyssey app. And as soon as the show ends, we'll get this thing podcasted out. We got help all over the place. CJ, Jake with Brendan Tobin down in Miami. I'm Sean Levine in Kansas City. And right now on the line, joining us, Reed Wallach. He is the senior editor of BetSided. Let's talk some fights, Reed, where tonight I think that the fight that's biggest that the people are talking about the most is not in the octagon. It's actually the Woodley versus Paul part two, not necessarily because anybody thinks that Tyrone Woodley has a chance to win the fight. He hasn't done that in a long, long time right now. You can get him at a plus plus one seventy. You can get Jake Paul at a minus two twenty. Why would anybody take Tyrone Woodley to win this fight? Yeah. I, isn't it a wild world we live in uh, that this is what we're talking about on a Saturday night with like, we got a UFC fight card. We got like some heavyweight contenders. Now we're going to talk about Jake Paul, the top <laughs> sensation fighting a former uh, UFC champion. I mean, it's wild. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not super like, this isn't like something that excites me as someone who likes to, you know, bet on a lot of sports. That I focus on a lot of sports that like, I have to actually cap a Jake Paul fight. That being said, Jake Paul by decision. I mean, what are we doing here, right? Like, isn't that the clear play? It definitely feels like that. Is it, let me ask you this, Reed. Is it ever is it weirder uh, having to set odds with a guy like Jake Paul just because he has such a rabid fan base? Like, guys get you know odds can swing as a re- name recognition all the time, but you know he doesn't have traditional sports fans that follow him. Like, it is that. Does that always play into your mind when it comes to things like this, the way that the uh, the fight freak shows have kind of gone lately? Yeah, I, I definitely think it has, because, like, obviously there's, like, limited tape, you know, less, like, information out there on someone like Jake Paul. But, I mean, he's kind of building, like, at least, like, a base of, like, information. There is tape out on him. Not that, like, he's necessarily, like, contending for championships. But, like, from, like, an odds maker perspective, I feel like, you definitely need to shade towards Paul because the people likely betting on him are going to be fans and people that are actually interested in Jake Paul, the person, not Jake Paul, the boxer. So I definitely think you need to shade towards Paul, but I mean, he's not terrible. He's not, obviously he's not facing elite competition, but like he could, he could hang in the ring. That's why I don't know if he has like knockout power to fight or, or to knock out someone like a Tyron Woodley, who at the very least is durable and has been in fights before, but yeah, I, again, I like Jake Paul by decision tonight strictly because I think he's the better fighter. And it, in reality, this is probably kind of leaning towards him, right? Like, this is kind of going to be his type of fight. I mean, Tyron Woodley is a UFC fighter, retired one at that. He's not a boxer. 
Reed Wallet joining us here, senior editor at BetSided here on Tap That on the BetQL Network. So when do we stop using these caveats, Reed, with Jake Paul? Like, it feels like anytime somebody wants to say something nice about him, you kind of have to, like, lean into it. Like, oh, he's not terrible. He doesn't completely suck. Or he's better than he was on Disney. Like, how many more fights, how many more wins does it going to take knockouts until we stop all that? Uh, when he faces a real boxer, like a like a legitimate one with, like, a real resume and, you know, real training, not someone that's, like, doing it for a cash out, right? Like, I feel like I'm not even trying to talk bad about Jake Paul. I'm more just saying that I would take him seriously if he got in the ring with someone that, you know, has fought double-digit fights, someone where basically he would be a betting underdog, you know, and then he competed in that fight. Not a fight where this is on his terms, this is his fight, this is his kind of uh, product. So, yeah, I uh, I guess that's the rub with him. I don't think he fights real competition. I actually was looking forward to him versus Tommy Fury because I am a huge Love Island fan. So bummed that we're getting the uh, the rematch and Tommy Fury pulled out. <laughs> the fight, though, that I'm actually looking forward to uh, the most is my guy, Frank Gore, representing the U uh, down here in Miami. But uh, but I understand, Reed, big Nets fan, Darren Williams. Uh, you got your guy tonight. This has been changed to an exhibition. But what do you make? Uh, what do you make? NBA versus NFL? How do you see this one shaking out? Oh, I'm, I am, yes, I'm a huge Nets fan, so I am pumped for Frank Gore to pummel Darren Williams tonight. I, mm. There's no basis, there's no, there's no anything strictly biased that Frank Gore is going to make Darren Williams look like a punk tonight. That's my opinion. I Listen, Frank Gore, tougher guy. I've seen Darren Williams cop out as a Nets player for years, so give me Frank Gore all day. This didn't go the this direction feels I thought it was going to go. I just- I don't, I don't, I don't, you you to like blindly back Darren Williams. <laughs> but there is no reason. There's really no rhyme or reason to bet on this fight. I don't think that this is as much of like these freak shows that we've seen in the past. Like some of these guys really haven't trained or, you know, they're just names or they're getting in there to get a little bit of money or recognition or whatever it is. Like BT, you're down there and you've seen a lot of Frank Gore with Darren Williams. He's, he, I know there's a lack of footage, but he's definitely not new to the fight game at all. Like, I think this is one that could actually be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I have, I literally have nothing to base it on. You know what I mean? Like, they're <laughs> two athletes. So, like, they, they, I mean, they're two big guys. They're two athletes. I, I'm sure they're, like, adept at getting in the ring and throwing hands. But I really have no basis of opinion on uh, the Darren Williams-Frank Gore fight, except for the fact I'd love for Frank Gore to just rock him. I mean, I, it's almost in a way, though, these are the fights that I like the most. Like, I just have no food. Yeah, let's, just, sure. let's just, let's just, let's just see what it's like. You know, we saw we sat Chad Chad Ochocinco up against a, a former bare knuckle guy, but it's not like, like two famous two. They, like, we know these guys; they are very well known guys on their fields of play. And so to see them step in the ring, I'm very much into this one. It's the one I'm looking forward to the most tonight. Um, as far as UFC is concerned, though, Reed, uh, you got this. Uh, you got Derek Lewis. You know, taking on Chris Dawkins. This is we were talking about this in the first segment. You know, Derek Lewis. He's been to the heights. He's gotten his title shots. Dawkins is kind of getting the rub this week as the next contender in the heavyweight division they're trying to build up. How do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, kind of. And, uh, you know, the way I go about handicapping UFC fight is I kind of like to fade what the public and what the hype is. It feels like a lot when someone gets a big push from the promotion, like a Chris Dawkins in this case, when they get a big push and they're lined as the favorite, it always seems to just go against the UFC, right? Like, I bet the UFC in this case would really like for Chris Dawkins to knock out Derek Lewis and start to get him on a run towards another heavyweight contender, right? But I feel like every time they have, like, the next big thing ready to go, they lose to that gatekeeper kind of guy at the top of the division. That's Derek Lewis in this case. 
I'm on Lewis at plus 120. I think that Lewis has faced the better competition. I think he's more durable. He throws harder. I mean, who is Chris Dawkins beat to be a favorite over Derek Lewis? Who is, yeah, he got absolutely clowned by Cyril Gaon in that title fight. But again, Cyril Gaon is arguably the best heavyweight in the class. He's about to fight Francis Ngannou next month for the heavyweight title. So this is a serious step down in class, in my opinion, for Derek Lewis. So getting him at plus money to me all day. I think that maybe um, live after round one, because Dawkins has not left round one, I think live after round one, that's a great live play if you're really looking to get maybe inflated odds on Lewis as well. I'm with you there. It feels like an even money line to me, so I'll take the plus if I can get Derek Lewis at plus 120. And, and and you mentioned, Reed, like who these guys have fought. I mean, come on, Derek Lewis beat Francis Ngannou. Now, I know it wasn't really the fight that any of us wanted to see, but it did happen. In the case of Dawkins, you say he hasn't really beat anybody that conversation ends if he beats Derek Lewis tonight. And then to me, he instantly becomes the guy, which is why, like you said, it kind of feels that's why he's a minus 142 tonight. That's why he's a relatively heavy favorite tonight against a guy that stepped into a main events nine times in the case of the Black Beast because it feels like the UFC is completely behind Chris Dawkins as their next big heavyweight as much as anybody maybe besides Tom Aspinall. Yeah, no, 100%. And look, I'm with, with UFC fights especially, when guys are being lined as favorites and I don't think they're deserving of that price, I'm willing to say, hey, prove it to me, right? Like, listen, yeah. Chris Dawkins, you might be a heavyweight contender, but I'm not, like, just going to blindly lay. Like, I think Chris Dawkins is pretty good, but, like, he shouldn't be a favorite here. Like, if Derek Lewis was minus 200, I bet Chris Dawkins. I'm just betting a price. And, like, I've seen Derek Lewis beat legitimate fighters. I haven't seen Chris Dawkins do that. So, plus money, sure, I'm cool with that. Thanks. On the co-main event, we got Wonderboy against Bilal Muhammad. It's kind of on the flip on this with the odds because it feels like Wonderboy is getting the name recognition while uh, Bilal Muhammad still maybe people don't quite know what he's capable of. How about uh, this one? What what do you make of how this one uh, shakes out, Reed? Yeah, I I kind of, again, this is another Stephen. Obviously, the odds aren't the same, but this is a Stephen Thompson play for me. Um, Small. I played him by decision. Um, I just... Muhammad doesn't have re- like there's I don't think Muhammad has really any path to victory here. Stephen Thompson, one of the best strikers in the division, and he lost his last fight as a considerable favorite against Gilbert Burns. But Gilbert Burns is like an elite grappler. Real like he was able to just ragdoll Stephen Thompson. Bilal Muhammad's gonna fight a stand up type of battle with him, and Stephen Thompson's got him covered there. So I'm never trying to lay minus two twenty, you know, those type of prices because it is a UFC fight. Vari- variance happens all the time, but Thompson is durable. I think he's got Muhammad covered in, on the feet. I don't really see this in the ground at all. So I played him by decision. I think this ends up looking like 30-27 Thompson just on volume and just the type of striking. I don't think Muhammad really has anything here. So, you know, I again, Muhammad, I haven't seen him beat the elite competition that Thompson, in my opinion, he's part of that group. He's an elite welterweight still, in my opinion. So I like Stephen Thompson by decision. You think currently he is? I understand that at one point he was, but is that past ten or current when you talk about Wonder Boy? I I wouldn't say he's like a title contender, but listen, he's number five in the welterweights. So like to me, that that's like you know elite. He's not cool. he's not going to beat Kobe Covington. He's probably on the lower end of that. But what is it? It's Usman, Kobe Covington, um, Gilbert Burns. I'm probably forget. I'm forgetting someone off the top of my head because I don't have the rankings in front of me. But then yeah, Wonder Boy's in that mix. Like Chimaev's coming up. He's kind of in that mix. Like Stephen Thompson, in my opinion, is a cut above Bilal Muhammad. And I think he proves that tonight. From uh, the one that gets me going the most, though, Reed, honestly, on this card, it's two old guys. Cub Swanson, Darren Elkins, nearly 70 fights between them. 
Uh, they both are just very fan pleasing fighters. I feel like this is, uh, is, is teed up to be a possible fight of the night. Uh, what do you think about this cup Swanson versus Darren Elkins uh, on this, uh, this upcoming matchup tonight? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a, uh, tale of two fights, right? You're going to have Cub kind of just throwing heat. He's going to wrap, wrap this up quickly, or you're going to have Darren Elkins. who's really going to try and push the pace and kind of grind this out a little bit more, maybe try and force this to the ground a little bit, you know, kind of muck it up a little bit. And I lean with Cub. I'm not rushing to back him as a favorite, though. Just like the price is a little bit out there for me. Um, I think we're looking at some violence. If you want to play some Elkins um, by submission, uh, Swanson by knockout, like those type of props, that's where I would look to go. Just try and get um, a better payout. You know, it's a tough fight. This is one I was end, end up going to stay off, but you know, we're talking about it, so I might as well give my opinion. I like either Elkins late, like Elkins round three plus 1,800. That's kind of something I'm interested in, maybe Swanson gases. So if I had Elkins late is probably where I lean because I think he could handle Swanson's early fire. Would you agree that Darren Elkins having the damage tattooed across his chest is the most aggressive tattoo in all of fighting? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just make a statement right there, right? Like, <laughs> it's, no the, and it's like, it's like yeah. carved out as well. I'm like, oh, like as soon as I saw that, I'm just like, my God. Me too, let's be honest, though. Like, if we're talking about tattoos. He's like, you know, I've been through a lot of fights. <laughs> that's it's not a good tattoo like it says damage it's like I looks it like it was done I disagree i mean if that's you a horrible are, if, tattoo. You, if you if you are the damage if that is what you are and you and you come back out fights all the time like it's 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 perfectly branded dude you know who has good tattoos marvin vittori has good tattoos cody garbrandt has good tattoos oh, why? you probably think you, you probably think oh, conor mcgregor has good yeah, tattoos Garbrandt's don't you garbrandt's tats are too much for me with like that whole neck tat that's so that's a little out of that's like too far for me Hold on. Do we think that, that Conor McGregor has good tattoos in this room? Tell me we uh, don't. I like the gorilla. Yeah, I'm not no, a fan of the tiger. <laughs> not a fan oh of the tiger God. belly button. This comes He's from a guy with no oh, way, like, by the way. I, I like that. I like the tiger on the belly button. Really? It's too realistic for me. Like, you got to cartoon up your tattoos a little bit. Those no, are awful. He's got it all put together. That's like part of his image. That whole like chest hat into tiger on the belly button. So I'm with it. I, I like Connor's. It's very well placed. Like, Garbrandt's a little overbearing for me. You, you guys like Connors but don't like Cody's? Oh, my God. You guys have to get checked after the show. We got Brendan down in Miami. Reed Wallach from BetSided joining us here on Tapped Out on the BetQL Network. I don't know if you heard, Reed, but Amanda Nunez got beat down last Saturday night now, a week ago, by Juliana Pena. They say they're going to run it back. When they do, who's going to be favored in that fight? I'm hoping Nunez is favored and we get a bet Pena again. Um, I was – very concerned about Nunez going into this fight because I know Pena is durable. And it's really unfortunate because I wanted to bet um, Pena live. I said after round two, I wasn't able to get it after round one. And obviously she took care of it in the second round. So I didn't able to get, I wasn't able to get a live bet in, but yeah, I like Pena. I think that that was a sign of Nunez on the wrong side here. And we've seen this with championship fighters, especially on the woman's side. When you lose, you lose and it's done. And she looked like Pena broke her a little bit there. And she didn't have the, you know, wherewithal to hang in that fight. She gassed out and she gassed out bad. So Ronda Rousey came back and she got smoked. If Nunez comes back for Pena, I think Pena's going to have her again. And I hope it's anything north of plus 200 because I'll be on Pena, no doubt. Yeah. When you were in this, uh, did you think it was a, an idea with Amanda? Like it was just, you just thought this was a bad match for her? Or was it just you couldn't get up for this fight? Like what, what had you concerned? 
I think that the COVID cancellation over the summer was a little concerning. And then also just Pena's fight um, script basically is going to be grinded out, try and force us to the ground, maybe really stay at range. She's not going to try and initiate. So if she was able to hit, I obviously, I thought Nunez was likely to win, but her win equity was really, really high in round one. It wasn't a high in round two, three, four, and five. So I was looking to get in on Pena live if she could withstand that early offense, which she did from Nunez. I was just around too late on getting in live. So again, I think Pena is one of the more durable women in the weight class. And I don't think Nunez is durable. I think now also her losing her confidence. That's Reed Wallach of Betsided. Juliana Pena came in at a plus 660. Coming up next, we'll give you the method to the madness tonight right here on the Bet QM. 